0: 7654321. Hey guys, this is Liz Candace. This is Nikki Collins. What up guys? This is hey, this is Yamani Media Stafford. Hey, this is Jordan Canada.
1: This is Asia. Welcome to the WNBA Nation. WNBA Nation. Hello again. So good to have you. It's been a minute. We've all had a very long week here at the show, but we had to get something in. And we think you're going to enjoy it. I'm Steve Schwartzman. I'm flanked by Logan Jones. Logan,
0: happy. Uh, I'm Logan Jones, and I'm. Oh, I'm going to sit further away from my computer so that our audio is somewhat balanced. Um, we <laughs> we are uh, not only dealing with some technical issues on our end, but obviously life stuff, which always seems to get in the way in the summertime. It's the joys of covering a summer sport. Um, but I'm I'm glad to be back. I know I've been off for a month. Um, I've been in several different time zones and. Doing all kinds of different things, Steve. I know you're preparing your house uh, to be sold and moving, so we got a lot yeah, of stuff going on with the crew here. Um, but we definitely want the to the be open sure... houses. Oh yeah,
1: you the got Haywoods some... are high rolling it. Yeah, yeah
0: the, the Haywoods are out in Colorado just because they're like we haven't been to Colorado in a while. Um, um, so <laughs> no, that's they're yeah. taking their kids on family vacations like they like they should. Um, but yeah. all that is to say this it's it's good to be back on because uh we we are in a really interesting point in the season uh where everybody's got plenty of games left to make up some ground or to lose ground in the yes. playoff race but it doesn't quite feel like we're in the final push yet so uh that's that's where we're going to that's why we're going to take today for some some summary topics we're going to we're going to branch yeah. out a little bit
1: that's what we're going to do I, it's uh yeah, it's been an interesting week. And, you know, for those listening to this episode, this week has been a rough week content-wise. We have been able to get live on Twitch in a minute. And right. uh, we weren't able to put out an episode. But uh, I think we're getting our, our legs back under us. And especially coming in August, we'll be able to uh, have a more typical schedule, as we're hoping, and, and, and close in on the playoffs with as much ferocity as some of these teams should be. And we'll see how that goes. Um But you know what? There's a lot to to cover in a lot of ways. But you know, you've got. I mean, as I'm recording this, I'm watching the Sue and DT's final game, Seattle Phoenix, uh, which looks like it has potential to go down the wire. We've got we're coming out about the All Star break. We've got a Commissioner's Cup final. We've got. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, what's going to be a pretty heated playoff race toward the bottom of the playoff bracket. A lot of stuff to get into. And we're now just over halfway through the season. We have a lot of teams to evaluate, to talk about, to get excited about. And we decided we were going to approach this in a very different format because, I don't know if you know this, Logan. It's, like, really hot right now. It's
0: so hot. <laughs>
1: it's like it's hot. I, I, and I think... I think it's a notable news thing like it's hot everywhere like it's unseasonably heat wave in most places people who live in like phoenix and vegas and california are like Psh. but it's it's been unseasonably warm this summer for a lot of us and so we thought we would take uh, an interesting break to try and at least verbally cool everyone down in a way but before we reveal what that's going to be about Logan why don't you tell our our trusty listeners new and more seasoned where they can find us, how they can
0: experience everything WNBA Nation has offered. Absolutely. You already found the podcast, so congratulations on that. We are available anywhere podcasts are found. Uh, You can also find us on Twitter, where the conversation is always going on, um, at WNBA Nation pod. You can follow us there, follow all the people that we follow, and be extremely informed as to the goings-on of the league night after night. And then we have a website at WN... Or not at w. It's just WNH.com. That's how websites work. Um, you don't you don't need to add the at tag to find us. Um, and through the website, you'll be able to find all of our recent content as well as our store, which I know Jason and mm-hmm. Steve have both put their heads together for some really awesome ideas that are over there. So go over there, grab yourself a mug off the store, subscribe, like, follow, and, of course, leave your five-star reviews so we can read them on air. Yeah, you
1: know, it's funny because we're about to talk about the initial... Um, idea that I'd had, or the idea we have coming into this episode. Um, but one idea that I'd had that was really fringe because we haven't done a bracket while and because the commissioner's cup is coming up I was like maybe we'll just do like an all cups bracket. You know, you brought up mugs, and I'm like, you got the mug versus the thermos versus the plastic tumbler. I think the solo cup would go deeper than some people will admit. Um you know, cup takes. That's that's my new podcast, my new side <laughs> venture. of Steve, welcome to cup takes. It's time to talk about cups. Um as you can tell, I uh I'm very exhausted, but I'm gonna keep this energized. You know why, Logan? Because I, I we're gonna why. talk ice cream, aren't we?
0: We are. You know and you know why we're gonna do that? Because we want to. It's hot. It's so, <laughs> it's so hot. hot. <laughs> we got up to 103, and for
1: for us here in the state of Utah, that's not okay. Uh, well, maybe like southern Utah, like St. George, they're probably used to that sort of thing. Um, but they, I think they've got it even worse. Uh, it's heat wave season, and we thought an interesting way to evaluate the WNBA standings. Uh, All 12 teams at this point in the season, heading into the final stretch to the playoffs, is to have a little role play time. And that means Logan and I are going to assign each team an ice cream. What ice cream is each team and why? You guys have been familiar with this. I think most recently was when Jason and I did the Apple discussion, which was brought with... Honestly, a very peculiar amount of success. A lot of people I, like that one.
0: I know our friends over at the Mystics really like that one. I'm hoping they like the ice cream draft as well because I don't know jack about apples. I don't know a thing. I couldn't. I listened to that episode. I could still probably only name you like four apples.
1: I remember uh, we did a pie one not long ago, about a year or so ago. I believe that's the one where I called Mississippi mud pie putrid, and it was. It's very controversial. Shook, shook
0: the foundations of our friendship? Yes, you're correct.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, it really... There were cracks. Sure, I, I may have done some damage there. Um, but uh, this one I'm excited about. Now, um, a little behind-the-scenes fun before we dive into these, and I think this will help them liven things a little bit. A portion of this roster, we actually already had pre-recorded, but there is a bit of a technical issue with the audio. We weren't able to put it out. So we're going to go ahead and... Continue as normal, but the first four teams, we may speed through a little bit because we've already discussed these ones. Once we get out of that packet, uh, we will essentially uh, be starting a new... Pause for yawn. Very polite (laughs) of me. Did you ever get yelled at in class ever for yawning?
0: No, I got yelled at for never shutting up, but yawning was...
1: Yeah, I've I've been yelled at for yawning... Uh a couple times a class. That's like an old school teacher, like the biggest sign of disrespect is the yawn in class thing. Um cause apparently it means you don't like the class or you're bored by the class. And sometimes that was true. Uh but also sometimes it's uh, seventeen-year-old me wasn't made to be
0: up at five thirty. Nobody nobody was. I don't know why they did that to you. <laughs> don't get me on my public education rant. We don't have time for it today. We got time. We, we most certainly do not. Uh, <laughs> would we get Liz, if we get Elizabeth Warren on the show,
1: we'll have more time to hit on that. But today, not so much. Uh, but uh, we're doing this uh, through kind of a soft draft, or I call the soft serve draft, which means uh, we'll go one at a time and pick a team. Soft now we serve both draft. <laughs> we we both will assign an ice cream to that team, but uh, the draft format comes in that. One of us at a time gets to pick which team is next. Um, even this being our second recording, I still haven't done any like side research as far as ice cream flavors or not, because I want this to stay fairly raw. But uh, we'll review over the first teams we did, then hit it that way. We started off, Logan, you selected Minnesota Lynx. Uh, I'm going to pass it over to you to... to Call that out again and, and talk to us about the Minnesota sure. Links. So, the Minnesota Links are an ice cream. What ice cream is
0: it? The Minnesota Links are Rocky Road ice cream. Uh, because when I think about the Minnesota Links, the words that come to mind in my little word cloud are things like good but not as good as I expected, inconsistent from night to night, almonds, um, a little Sorry. squishier than I'd prefer. No, <laughs> that's. <laughs> All right, I got a little too far on the ice cream side of that of that metaphor, but um, truthfully, what it comes down to is I'm I'm a chocolate guy. You're going to pick up on that in in today's draft if you haven't listened to our food drafts before. I like chocolate. I don't particularly look forward to Rocky Road ice cream, and uh, it's because it, it can be really good or really bad, just depending on where you go. And that's my take on Minnesota. It's a nightmare. This this Minnesota team, which currently sits. 10 and 17, uh, down down in 10th place. I don't think they're making the playoffs, despite playing a little bit better as of late. I, I think they got off to a really rocky start. They're probably closer to a 500 team, talent-wise. Um, and they did suffer some weeks without Sylvia Fowles, although we're absolutely thrilled that she's back in the lineup for a proper send-off 100%. season. And, um, it did look earlier in the season like maybe her torn cartilage uh, problem was going to cost her this last year, and that would have really sucked. Um, so there's lots to like about Minnesota in a, in a grand sense. And I, and I think to a certain extent, they're, they're one of the names in this league that people who don't really follow the WNBA could still probably name. Like Minnesota Lynx are associated with success, championships, great players, Maya Moore, whatever. Um, so people know it. And it, to me, that's like like every ice cream place you ever go into will have some version of Rocky Road. You just don't know if it's worth getting into or not. And that's where I'm at with the Lynx.
1: I, I totally feel you there. I think my pick is, is in a similar vein, uh, which we've already talked about, but we're going to hit this one again, and that's at the Minnesota Lynx or Spumoni. Uh, <laughs> and, I, and I say this because Spumoni confuses me. And that's exactly what the Middle Lake, Minnesota Leafs have done this season really confused me. The thing about Spamoni is technically it's more like a formation of ice cream traditionally. Technically, the idea of Spamoni is just three flavors of gelato mixed together. There is a traditional lineup, which is typically chocolate on cherry on pistachio. And that's kind of where it comes from. I'm not really into a cherry flavor generally, especially when it has like the actual full fruit cherry in it, that's not my deal. Uh, pistachio as, as a dessert flavor has always confused me and weirded me out because I've had pistachio ice cream that's tasted good. I've had pistachio cake that's tasted good, but it's still, that's like the saltiest snack I can think of. I like pistachios <laughs> and I never understood how they translated to dessert. And, but I've, I've, so pistachio is a weird mixture of flavors that always been strange to me. But I've had some that I've liked, and I know people who love it. And that's the thing when it comes to this team. The Lynx were – it almost seemed like they were intentionally bottom-feeding. Like, we want to keep Paige Beckers in Minneapolis in the area when she leaves UConn. So we're going to try and tank to pick her up in a couple of years or something like that. I mean, they were playing that poorly and almost – you could watch the end of their games and almost look like they – I'm not going to say like fixing because it's not like a betting thing, but it wasn't What's good. going on here? Yeah. And then all of a sudden it feels like they've turned the gas back on. You know, they get still back. It feels like they're finding some rhythm, potentially too late. And it's just, what are you? Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe are fouls you a return. A bad ice cream or a bad ice cream.
0: Yeah. Maybe fouls return sparks some things there. I could definitely see them wanting to play for her and giving her a, a proper send off season. Mm-hmm. I She's feel like-
1: definitely. If, if she's a portion of this, she's the chocolate layer. She's the part that saves the whole ice cream in a way. That's why she's sweet still. That's how it works. Yeah. But it's interesting because like uh, Spumoni ice cream confuses me and weirds me out to the point where like the, you look at the links, you look at how they were playing at the start of the year. And the thought was like, should we just kind of tank and hold back and see if draft picks are a friend. And Spumoni's kind of like that. Cause sometimes you'll see Spumoni and be like, I don't know. Should we just not do dessert? We'll just Finish dinner and go <laughs> I home. I want to so... take
0: a I want to take a quick second here to apologize to our good friend Ben W out in Minnesota, um, friend of the show. Um, I for for anything that sounds like a negative uh, uh, review of his Minnesota links, because I know he's a big fan, he's listening. But <laughs> the, the it doesn't look at this point like they're going to be um a real credible threat to a playoff position. Um, uh, I know things can still happen, but. Uh, it seems like this is going to be a non-factor season for them and really just be defined by Sylvia Fowles being on her way out. And really, I have no idea what this team looks like next year.
1: Yeah, it's it's really intriguing. So there's our run from Minnesota. Uh, from there, it kicked over to me. So just to review Minnesota really quick, Rocky Roads, Bumoni. That's just a fun... First of all, <laughs> that's, a, that's just a fantastic... I can't even think. It, it sounds like
0: a B-52 song.
1: If they ever... If they ever, like, redo the military alphabet, it's just, like, it's Code Rocky Roads Spumoni. But, like, uh, yeah, or something like that. It's just got a fun name. I just don't know for what. Uh, but we then kicked over to the Connecticut Sun. Um, this is where I opened the Ben and Jerry's vault, which I have a feeling we're going to revisit at some point. Uh, but I gave the Connecticut Sun Chunky Monkey, and there were a lot of reasons for it. And it's very similar to how they've been on brand as a squad all, you know, this past several years, which is to say chunky monkey. If you've never really tried it, you can look at the, the ingredient listing in it and it seems odd. You're talking banana ice cream with, with like fudge chunks and walnuts. And it seems odd, but, and you and I've talked about this. We both experience it, especially within the first couple bites. I don't know how to explain Chunky Monkey works. It's it's the hardest ice cream for me to explain. But if you take any of those pieces out of the equation or put any of them on their own, it doesn't quite fit. You need the texture and some of that slight bitter note of the walnuts to work with the fudge chunks uh, to kind of smooth over the banana. It all makes sense and it all fits in its own way. And that is very much how I view a Connecticut sun team who seem to consistently have starters who all are going to average 15 and eight. It's just when all of them are putting in their levels, they're all putting in that effort when they're healthy, when they're at full strength, that system just works and it's really hard to beat. Uh, But if one piece of it is lacking, it seems like it's having a tough go. And you see that, you know, obviously they have a reigning MVP, and, and she's going to stand out and be a star player. But right now, as they dole as a squad, it can work. When it seems like some things are lacking here and there, you get what's happened the last 10 games for them, where they've been a little lukewarm. Granted, they had what seemed to be a very smooth victory tonight over Minnesota, ironically. But um, I think that's kind of where I where I take it, is is the actual structure of the ingredients for this squad matters a whole bunch which is frightening in terms of a playoff, or if they're able to, to maintain a deep playoff run, because there are a lot of high-talented defensive teams that might know how to neutralize a piece or two, but we'll see how that goes. But that was my take. I went I went to Ben and Jerry's Chunky Monkey, and uh, you for Connecticut went where.
0: Uh, Connecticut is my cookies and cream. Uh, you First, just talking about the actual team, the, you, you won't find a better, like a clearer, even distribution among their core eight players in the rotation. I mean, they play more than that when they can, because they're a good team and they can throw in some rookies, but they're, they're starting five, all averages, double digits, but nobody, I mean, John Quill Jones leads the back with 15 points, but like nobody's yeah. really like way out in front. Um, they're probably their sixth or seventh best player on the team is Natisha Heideman. She's still out there 25 minutes a game, nine points, like steady mm-hmm. as anything. I mean, this team knows how to share the ball. They know how to run Kurt Miller system, um and consistency and being consistently good is where I go with cookies and cream. Um, I don't think cookies and cream is really anyone's like super favorite flavor of ice cream. It's fine if it is good Oreo chunks and all that. Tomo ice cream, cookies and cream is in my freezer right now. Um, but I I think it's one of the safest picks. I think if you were to pull, so if you were to give a, a thousand people ranked choice voting of all the major. Flavors. I think it floats towards the top every time because everyone's, it's not offensive. Everyone's like, I mean, I like it. I enjoy it. I think it's going to be there at the end of the postseason. It's got a chance to make a run. They always do, but it's not necessarily the number one. When you think of like who's the number one this year, it's been Vegas at times. Right now it's Chicago, Connecticut. As always, they look like they're going to be on the podium, but it feels like they need a little something more if they want to eclipse that and and finally get to the top.
1: That makes a lot of sense because, as we've talked about before, there are a few ice creams that run better than a good chunky cookies and cream oh
0: when you when you we find have, like that half Oreo in a cookies and cream, it's like yes money, yes
1: <laughs> that's everything um I'm just gonna i mean it'll be days after the fact when we actually put this out, but I'm just gonna cut off right now uh in the name of women's sports uh shout out to Sydney McLaughlin. did you see this? Uh, no, just went went and dropped the the world record in four hundred hurdles today. Just showed up, messed around, and found out. So new world record holder in the oh, four wow. hurdles, which I contend to be the hardest race in track and field. But that's me.
0: Four hundred hurdles is fascinating because I'm convinced they could run that fast with or without the hurdles on on yeah. the track. Like they just don't even look like they're yeah. they just glide over. The, it's ridiculous.
1: I'm assuming you've at least run a. Four hundred in some format. Yeah. yeah, it's word,
0: right? miserable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then it, and then literally, okay, get over these things. Don't jump them. Run over them. You'll know what we mean. It is uh, in, in high school where I'm from. It's it was three hundred meters for the hurdles. For some reason, they thought that extra hundred would like kill us. But just out of curiosity, a couple times in practice, when I was doing hurdles, we ran the 400. And um it was one of those, like, you saw the light at the end of the tunnel type moments. Just like, <laughs> everything's in pain. So, Sydney Glocken, congratulations. Fantastic. Um track We're going to go ahead and move. Yeah, I, I love a good track break. My favorite. Um Moving forward, though, so we uh, discussed Minnesota, Connecticut. We then moved on to the New York. Liberty. Um, Logan, you, you had a disclaimer about this, but I liked where you went with
0: Liberty. So I'll okay. it over to you. Yeah, like, I know what people are going to say. It's a little bit, maybe it's because of the color, but not all the way. The New York Liberty to me are mint chocolate chip. Um, I know there's, there's some I mean, devices. If you, didn't,
1: if you didn't think about that at first.
0: Yeah. It morning. wasn't, it wasn't the reason, but it also made it feel like it fit. So I stuck with it. Um, the reason being that I actually think mint chocolate chip is like a small change away from being an elite ice cream flavor. And I think you can see where I'm going with that. I mean, they've got a lot of good pieces going on here in New York. We've got a full season of Sabrina so far. She's consistent as ever. 17, seven and six. Her stat line across the board. You've got Natasha Howard, who I think, while not necessarily... The defensive play of the year type pickup that they wanted her to be, she's still been a very steady force as a big in that lineup. You've got tons of other pieces that we love that are young. They're hungry. They're in their first or second season. They haven't even touched their potential ceiling yet. But much like mint and chocolate chip ice cream, um, they, they have some tinkering to do. They haven't found the recipe yet. They need to and I'm not referring to any specific players here, but they need to offload the hard, crunchy rectangular chocolate chips. And they need to find something else that can make it a truly elite flavor. I know I, have you had like mint ice cream with like the Oreo, like the crushed Oreo? Yeah. Grasshopper. Yeah. Grass. That's they need, I want New York Liberty to be grasshopper right now. They're a little bit of a freezer burnt mint chocolate chip. And they're just a season away from being able to make that change. I'm very excited for their future. As it stands right now, again, a team that's not really going to be a factor towards the rest of the season, but we want to see development on the part of Sabrina and company because there is some stuff going on there. Um, I, I yeah. do think they've got something with Sandy Brandello there in New York. Um, and they're a team that I, I enjoy watching play, although I, I realize that they've hit some some rough skids in the season. But um, next year is kind of their prove-it year, and I, I hope that we see good things from them.
1: Absolutely. On a different note uh, with the Liberty, I, I, I gave them the moose tracks because I, I think I asked the same question about the Liberty that I do about moose tracks, which is, is, is this doing too much? Is it trying a little too hard at the you've got the, the chocolate ripple and the caramel caramel? And, and then a peanut butter cup, not just peanut butter. You do the you go out of your way to the peanut butter cup. Seems feels like you might be trying too hard. And then I look up and down on this Liberty roster right now. I think one of the issues is from front court to back court, I don't get a full feel for how their identity is set up. You look at their front court, and they have talent spread abroad, but it's a lot of identities that don't seem to mesh together completely. You know, they're trying to make that Steph Natasha Howard setup up work, but Hanju kind of in the answer to their front court. Yeah. Uh, and it's still coming off the great. bench. Sabrina's obviously playing phenomenally well in the backcourt, but you're looking at this going like this used to be kind of a Sammy Whitcomb backcourt and it seemed to kind of work. And then one day it's a surprise. Crystal Dangerfield's here. <laughs> like just showed up with her back. Yeah, they've so, like, they've got they
0: Dangerfield and on and and like DD Richards, like they've, they've got players that I'm really interested in. And to be yeah. fair, their, their recent rough stretch before this little break that we've had has been because, I mean, an at Phoenix, Vegas, Vegas, at Connecticut, at Washington. Yeah. I mean, three of those teams are in the top five teams in the league. Two of the, maybe all three of them, you could consider them legitimate contenders for a title this year. Obviously, that's not who the Liberty are yet. So it's yeah. not a, a shock that they're running into some some roadblocks here. I would like to see them become the team that can consistently beat teams that they're supposed to beat. And right now, there's just not yeah. a lot of teams that they're supposed to beat.
1: Exactly. It's it's kind of, we finally, we, we've got the exact grains of clay we need to form this into a ball on the wheel. And now, at some point, they need to finally decide, okay, what, what shape is this team taking? Uh, and then it will really pick things up. And to close out our, our first four, we went with uh, so that's the Liberty. I feel like I'm moving really fast, but um, that was the Liberty mint chip moose tracks. Then we headed it over to Vegas. Um, this is where I took the take that the aces and, and this is a very high mark for Steve. So aces fans know that this is a very, a very solid compliment coming from me uh, specifically because I love soft serve ice cream and the aces are a soft serve twist cone. Uh, there are a few things that hit home like a twist cone. It's kind of like the peanut butter and jelly of soft serve ice cream. Um, in that, it just kind of like texturally, flavor wise, it looks fantastic. Do you ever the, the ultimate like if you're at a carnival or something like that, and you see someone with something, the ultimate like I need to know where that is is if someone has like a tall boy soft serve cone, and you're just like that. That's the answer. That's what's gonna hit the spot. Uh, if you have a local grocery that does a good one, our Macy's groceries here and not Macy's, the department store, but spelled differently. They have what's called a con cone, which I swear it's like an 18 inch tall soft serve cone. It's wonderful. Um, and so I, I think it works and it's fantastic in that way, but there are a lot of reasons where that's symbolic to what the aces are putting together. First of all, they both work well in high octane environments. You kind of have to play it quick and succinct with your soft serve cone because it's soft serve, it's going to melt faster. And if you have too tall of one, that means you're putting it in a position to tip. You don't want that. I think one of the biggest things it stands out for, though, is given its success with what it lost, because everyone, you know, Liz Cambage leaves this team. People are curious how that's going to affect. Uh, the success rate for the aces. And it kind of feels like they found an even better groove. There's a lot of pieces kind of clicked in place once they fixed that. And the thing is, we've all experienced a soft serve twist cone. We've also experienced a soft serve twist dipped cone. And while on paper, it makes sense, right? Having that nice candy shell over everything is good. And yeah, it does taste like I've enjoyed it, but we've all been halfway through a dipped cone and realized Maybe, it would have, maybe this would have actually have been a better case with just a, a regular cone because now suddenly the warmness of the chocolates making things drip and, and melt, and chocolate's gotten a little rich. And it hasn't quite worked. Maybe this is better off as a cone the whole time. And that is, in a way, how I feel about these aces. They kind of figured out the formula quite quickly. It turns out Becky Hammond really knows how to work a soft-serve machine. And credit to her for that. So that's where I took Vegas. Uh, what are you rolling with over in Vegas? And
0: uh, if, if I may add to your to your soft cone yes. metaphor, I, I think also um, while their championship window is obviously open, it's not going to last forever. So nope. you may, may want to enjoy the sweetness of what you've got going on there in Vegas while you can, because they've been good for a while. And I think they, they'll be good as long as they've got Adrian Wilson. But... Be careful, Vegas. Um, I, I love this Vegas team. Of course, I think they have a chance of winning it all this year. I think if you've watched them play at all, you know that on the right night, they can have the most potent offense in the league. Uh, to me, they have the honor of being named the Tillamook Mudslide ice cream flavor, um, which is chocolate ice cream with chocolate-like fudgy ripples throughout. Um, the, the dangerous thing about Tillamook Mudslide is you can have too much of a good thing. Um and I, I eat cereal bowls full of ice cream, but I when it comes to this one, you, you gotta be careful.
1: Um without a giant cookie.
0: I I admire that hiring Becky Hammond and having Asia as kind of the rock that they've built all these great pieces around. Has been able to really survive a lot of departures. I mean, um, this I I mentioned this on the, the first iteration of this recording, but the uh the big three in Vegas under Bill Ambeer was Kayla McBride, and Asia Wilson, and Liz Cambage. And Cambage is the only one of those left, but still like Chelsea Gray has stepped up, Jackie Young, Kelsey Plum. Those are all I mean, Dierica Hanby like. Those are all players that every other team in the league would die to open up a roster f- spot for. Those are just they're just mm-hmm. a great collection of players. To me, it feels like just it, it feels like the complexion of a team that is going to win rings together. They've always had that attitude. It looks like they're hungry for it this year, and I believe they can do it. But here's the problem: they're six and six in their last twelve. Steve, yeah. They they started That'd the year count. yeah they started the year thirteen and two their only losses were I believe to Sh- no Connecticut and Washington two other very good teams you're gonna lose occasionally it happens that's basketball they're six and six in the last twelve and their last three losses have been to Minnesota who they gave up a hundred points to and they lost by thirty they lost to New York who they gave up hundred and sixteen to and they lost to Atlanta by fifteen. So, I, I'm not I'm not questioning their ability, but maybe the consistency and and the intimidation factor of going into the postseason with anyone you play, even in the first round, knowing like sometimes it's not their night. They're not impenetrable. They're not invulnerable. Um, we can we have a chance, and that's not the Vegas team that we've known for at least the first half of this season and, and much of the last two seasons. So just be careful. I, I'm i a big Asia Wilson guy. I If I was to throw money at a team to win it all right now, Vegas would probably be my favorite. But they don't wield the sort of overpowering influence you might think a, a team with a 19-8 record might wield.
1: Yeah, I mean, a couple weeks ago, it seemed pretty given this was going to be the front-running team in the standings. It looked like it. All of a sudden, they're a game and a half behind Chicago. Chicago stole the first team into the playoffs bid that Vegas had. Um, it'll be very interesting. Now, if they come, historically speaking, their best bet is to actually come to this Commissioner's Cup game sluggish. Because apparently, if you win the Commissioner's Cup game, this poll gets granted upon your roster and suddenly you're your kind of running like you have cinder blocks on your shoulders and you can't play ball anymore. Well, we'll see how that goes. I will say one quick thing you called that Kelsey Plum and I'm really glad you did because actually, you know, when I think about a soft serve cone and I think about, you know, having a cone and, and kind of holding it, I gotta say, the first time I saw that All Star MVP trophy, I mean, the immediate thing I obviously thought, like a lot of others, is get eighteen inches of twist in there. Like that's
0: oh, that's that's very close to where I thought you were going, but not quite. That's I, the
1: perfect ice cream cone sized. Like
0: I, I feel bad for our listeners because I know you're not going to be able to unsee this, but the Commissioner's Cup logo is straight up a sugar cone. It really, it has that feel to it. it. In fact. Yeah. It, that's part it, of that's If I were to assign an ice cream flavor to the Commissioner's Cup, it would be a cone, which ice cream has fallen out of which, the cone.
1: I gotta say this. Like, it's always like a thing where, like you know, you hear about the Stanley Cup, people drink like champagne out of the Stanley Cup and things like that. If you have a cup delivered trophy and you haven't thought about filling it with soft serve, like, that's perfect. What are we doing here? Or. Some non gooey cereal that crunches some crispix. Put some crispix in your, in there. I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't drink, so maybe I'm just not fun, but put some twists off serve in your trophies. Anyway, this got weird. We have eight more teams to get through and a lot of real estate to plug on here, Logan. Uh, who's your fifth team? Who do you want to chat next?
0: All right. Yeah, this is, this is breaking new ground now. We didn't get this far last time. So
1: yeah, this is like, yeah, this is fresh.
0: Let's see uh who do i have a good one for you want to talk about the atlanta dream yeah let's do it the atlanta dream are right now they're they're as middle of the road as you can get they're right behind the la sparks they they have a 12 and 15 record which i i think we can all agree is above expectation for the season i know it's not quite 500 and they they've had a couple close ones they could have gotten but ryan howard She's going to be the rookie of the year. She's a bona fide number one overall pick, and she's lived up to the billing. There's a lot to like here. Um, it's surprising. You like it more than you think you're going to, but it's also not going to make your uh, your top, top four or five. But if someone serves it to you at a birthday, you're going, okay, Steve, I'm okay with birthday cake ice cream. I'm okay with it. It's better than I thought it was going to be. It looks like it looks a little crazy at the beginning of the season. We were like, is this going to be the most boring team in the league? Like, isn't birthday cake just sugar flavored? Is it just sugar flavored ice cream? And then you try some and you're like, you know what? I'm glad. I'm glad it's here. I'm glad it's in the mix. I'm glad that they probably are going to make the playoffs. I'm excited to see first year Ryan Howard take a team to the playoffs that last year looked dead in the water. And I, I've become a little bit of a dream believer. I, I don't think they're going to do anything super special this year, but the fact that they were able to go from the team I was least interested in to one of the more compelling storylines of the season, it's uh this to me the, their flavor for their season is surprising and pleasing.
1: Yeah. I I like where you went there because if there was a collection of, of, if you give me two words to sum up Atlanta right now, I'd probably say pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Now they are 12 and 15. I mean, they started much hotter than they're finishing. So that's one thing. Um, which is why there's a better version of this ice cream and, um, a better version of this team in terms of pleasantly surprised rosters right now for me. So that would we get to that team? As a matter of fact, I'll probably just go to that team next after we talk about this. But um, that's why they're they're butter pecan to me. Mm. That's a pleasant surprise. Mm. It's because butter pecan is very you know, that's one of your classic like – It's almost like an old person ice cream, like just calling it what it is. But when I had a scoop of butter pecan, I've been like, right, it's actually really solid. This is good stuff. And, and you know, you're into it. You're excited about it. And, uh, you know, you're glad you had a bowl. I don't know that. It's a, it's definitely not a second scoop ice cream. It's not one that I think I go, oh, you know, I need to go for another round. Of no, I'm
0: not disappointed. Awesome if
1: Well, I've got it.
0: If the party runs out, I'm not, like, crushed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if, exactly. if it's like, oh, that was the last scoop. Sorry. It's like, don't even worry about it. But I'll eat it if it's there.
1: That's Atlanta. I like that take completely. Um, I think we're going to move swiftly onward, and I'm just going to stay on this route. Because there are two teams that have pleasantly surprised me this year. Of course, the Dream and the Washington Mystics.
0: the Mystics are so freaking rad this year.
1: Yeah, they are. (laughs) They're exciting. And they're good, and we shouldn't be shocked, because when this squad was initially put together, especially with Alicia Clark during the squad... They looked dangerous. They looked like they were going to be the title-ready team. And then everything got injured. Not everyone. Everything. Every ligament and joint you can think of. It just felt like this team got so injury-riddled. We're finally seeing them somewhat work at a proper pace. And they're playing extremely competitively well. And so they pleasantly surprised me. But they have a butter pecan pleasantly surprised me. They have caramel cashew.
0: Oh, the salty sweetness. Yeah, caramel that's good, cashew. That's a, good that's a good one.
1: Is and it's 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 fitting, giving the their ranking right currently. As I say this in the standings, they are a top five ice cream. I'll say it. It's it's one that if you're thinking of great flavors or like fun flavors, it may not top on people's lists. But that's a big one. You're a chocolate guy, so I I understand if like it's not going to be an immediate go to for you. But I'll say this as well. Some people are going to think I'm nuts. Mine and Jenny's, like, favorite cake ice cream mixture, like what we commonly do for her birthday, because I'm weird and I always do non-cakes for my birthday, um, is Jenny loves German chocolate cake and caramel cashew ice cream. And I've decided that caramel cashew is, like, the perfect complement to, like, a really good chocolate cake. It just has that. And it's exactly. It's sweet. It's salty. um, You know, and, and the defensive prowess of Washington speaks to that saltiness, what that cashew brings to the table. Um, and I've just really enjoyed seeing what this product can put together. And I'm really scared for playoff predictions because I have a feeling Washington's going to blow some <laughs> up. <laughs> um, and that's just where I'm at. So caramel <laughs> cashew, that's the mystic. Uh, I,
0: I want to just agree with you because that's a perfect take. Basically, I just want to echo everything you said, although my, my pick was going to be Oregon Strawberry. Um, my, my top, top favorite ice creams are all fairly chocolate based. This is probably my favorite ice cream. That's a little bit different. And when I look at the top five teams right now, I think Chicago, Vegas, Connecticut, the usual suspects, Seattle storm, not quite the the season we necessarily expected, but right now they're 17 and nine and still having a great season. And they, they're exactly the team that they've been for the last couple of years. And then Washington mystics is kind of the standout. They're probably the the most compelling storyline of a team this season. We were obviously down on them in our preseason predictions. Didn't know what it was going to look like. For it feels like three years now. We've talked about how good they could be if they could put it all together, but injuries and overseas players and yes, just it, it just didn't ever feel like it was going to happen. And now I'm looking at them thinking. I don't know. I, I think they're going to be a tough out in the playoffs. Ariel Atkins is having a really good season. I really like Shakira Austin. I really like Shakira Austin. Um, yes. Tasha Cloud's on that yeah. team. She's she's one of my favorite voices in the league this year, calling out the... Uh, like, I like when players can respectfully call out the disrespect that they, they feel um, by being snubbed in different ways, and she's definitely one of those... Um, and then it's just good to see Elena Donne out on the floor doing it when she's when she's available um, she has played 19 games this season um, that's not bad um, when she's out there she's averaging 17 points six rebounds a game she's still elite in this league at the top level of her sport um, despite feeling a couple years removed from that magical championship run so yep. That's that's my yes. take on them. I, I know it's yes, weird yes. to give a, a Washington, D.C. team an Oregon uh, flavor, but that's what I did.
1: There you have it. Um, I don't know how much feather upling this is going to be, but while I have absolutely no reason not to, to put my vote in for Ryan Howard for Rookie of the Year, if you asked me to vote today, I would give my vote to Shakira Austin
0: just, just to make sure that she received one just to be like let's acknowledge Maybe. You know, like.
1: <laughs> but I I would get why anyone would put in that vote for Howard because she's playing fantastically and she's been a good impetus for what Atlanta has done but not only Shakira Austin played incredibly well on a top five team she's had to cover the load of Elena Deldon many times and has done so sensationally um, I but yeah, I mean that's that's me today. But also, you know, talking about ice cream. So talk about. Let's move on cream. to the back half of our list, and not necessarily back half in terms of rankings, just whatever order we want to talk about them. Uh, we we're through Minnesota, Connecticut, New York, Vegas, Atlanta, Washington.
0: Who do you got next? Um, Could the Dallas Wings be any more cookie dough ice cream? I.
1: Why does that work? Why does that make sense?
0: It's the most obvious pick to me. (laughs) Um, it's so, like, it's so blatant. (laughs) And you know what I mean? Like, like you're, you're, you're going through your cookie dough and you're looking for that good chunk of cookie dough and you're looking to try to get a good cookie dough ice cream ratio. And when it hits, it's great. And that's your Ariel Atkins 30 point explosion game. You're like, oh, I, I'm glad I got cookie dough ice cream. This is what I thought it was going to be. And then there's a couple bites in between those bites that are just bland and just empty calories. And that's that's how I view a lot of the Dallas uh, wing season this year. They are clinging currently to the eighth spot in the playoffs. They do have a showdown with Phoenix at the end of the season if both those teams stay close that might determine who gets that eighth seed. I think Dallas's schedule is a little easier than Phoenix. So I do think they can slip into the playoffs again for the second straight year, which would be impressive for a, a young team that's been through a lot. But there's just not a lot about that team that excites me. And aside from the occasional Enrique goes for tons of points because she's a, a former points uh, leader in the league type game, there's just like it's not the players' fault. I, I like Marina Mabry. I like a lot of players on that team. But we uh, we got a question on our podcast. Uh, Twitter account earlier tonight from Starfighter that just said, why does Dallas do the things that Dallas does? And that's <laughs> that's why they're cookie dough. It's like, why isn't this better? Well, well, like This should be better than it is. I wish it was better than it is. Question, yeah. But it leaves me wanting more.
1: I'm, You know, I don't know if this is uh, off-kilter or not. I'm just gonna straight up agree with you. I'm that's because that's, that's what yeah. they are. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I I don't have a better. I don't have even an alternate take. It just really does work. The only thing I could think of is to do like a go back to Ben and Jerry's and do like a half baked take of like.
0: Oh, that's yeah, yeah.
1: Where that like work. those brownie nuggets are when like when Enrique goes off when you have the Uriah gets big game when you have when you Mabry. Coming off huge in, in the second half. That's when you get like that irresistible, br- Cause say what you want about cookie dough. But what makes half baked great is the fact that there's brownie batter there to kind of shoulder it a little bit. And that's kind of part of it. But other than that, yeah. <laughs> as soon as you said, I was like, I got nothing. <laughs> Cause that's, just, that's just so, it's too perfect. I'm, I'm like mad. I'm going to, I'll go. With the, uh, the Ben and Jerry's half-baked, just to be slightly different. But that's just because then I don't have to specifically copy with Cookie Dough. Because it really is true. It's, it's they've been such a hard nut to crack. How many times have we come together in our group chat just being like, what? <laughs> what are we feeling about Dallas? Like, what's the? F- what are we feeling?
0: You know when you open a, a new tub of cookie dough and there's not any visible at the top and you just wonder if you got scanned into buying vanilla ice cream? And you're like, is there even any in there? Like, yeah, that, that's exactly. how Dallas makes me feel at times this season.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. It's
0: Man... Oh. Dang it, man! Uh, you're you're up for uh. We, we've got a. I'm excited for the ones we have left.
1: <laughs> yeah, you say it. Um, uh, hmm. Who do we want to go with next? Let's let's talk about the sparks.
0: Yeah, I've got a good one for the sparks.
1: I'm interested to hear you have the sparks. Go for it.
0: Oh. For for me, the sparks are any ice cream. I'm not sure yet. Oh, they're they're any ice cream with peanut butter in it. <laughs> just, <laughs> they, just curious. Um And the reason why is because not only are they middle of the the road, I'm, on the right end of the middle of the road, they're six, they're twelve, and fourteen. They're having a okay season. Um, oh, I got this. They to me, they're any like peanut buttery ice cream because every time I have it, I couldn't be more neutral. I don't hate it. I don't love it it doesn't necessarily work for me all the time, but I usually finish my bowl. Um, it's, there's always like a lot of interesting flavor options, but it always ends up just being like, all I taste is peanut butter. Um, this is my, I'm going super neutral on this pick because I'm not saying that I think they're great or that they're bad. Um, I, I love like the occasional Ogumake sister, you know, superpower game. Um, sometimes it does hit just right. if, if if they're in the mood for it, but they've also had, you know, five game losing streaks this year where they just just didn't look put together. Um, they, it looks like the end of the season for them is a little bit tough. They, they've got a, a doubleheader against Connecticut in there. They've got Washington and Vegas still on the schedule. Um, but ultimately they should end up in, in the pack, right? Like they're going to be a playoff team. Um, they're not going to be a high seed or a low seed, so like I don't know what expectations should be for them. Um, and that's exactly why I'm giving them just a blanket, whatever peanut butter flavor. Um, Neko Ogumake is having a great season. She's averaging 19 points a game and about 7 rebounds. Uh, if you are new to the league and you haven't tuned in to a lot of Sparks games, do pay attention to Neko. I think she's one of the more... <sighs> she's a name that people know, but she's not getting the headlines of players on the top teams, right? Like if you're playing for a top three especially, team league right now.
1: Especially on this roster.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I you command know, for that. yeah. And this, this roster is a collection of players who've been a lot of other places. And so if like, if you want to get a feel for what the LA, uh, LA sparks are about, this is actually kind of a conglomeration of a lot of things. You've got Liz Cambage, who's probably best known for her days in Vegas, although she was obviously in Dallas before that. Brittany Sykes, Katie Sanderson, who's played for almost every team in the league already. Jordan Canada from her days up in Seattle. Kennedy Carter, who was just in Atlanta last year. Like You can just keep going down the list. Um, they they do play a lot of players, which is fun. Um, they have a core rotation of about 9 or 10. Um, and it's been working for them. They've, they've been winning despite that. So they've been getting lots of players fresh minutes and getting them in there. So they're peanut buttery. They're good. I wouldn't call them delicious, but I'm intrigued.
1: There you go. This is why this one was an epiphany for me. I really think the Sparks are Rainbow Sherbet because um, <laughs> what what is Rainbow Sherbet? Typically, you see it differently, but you're typically talking... Orange, raspberry, lime, sherbet. Three loud flavors. And that's what we just added to the Sparks, some loud flavors. Uh, and I don't mean like, oh, they talk a lot and they're loud. I just mean there is a lot of explosive, exciting basketball, a very engaging personality. Uh, the makings of what should create a very exciting and engaging team. Much like you have three flavors that should create a very exciting, engaging, and eye-catching ice cream or sherbet—I guess if you don't call it under ice cream—but it's just not quite. It's just not quite. Doesn't click. It's not quite that exciting. It hasn't quite hit that note that it should. And I'll and I'll go even further to say, I like sherbet. I love sherbet a lot. I'm, I'm a huge fan, of it. and I always have that moment when I'm at an ice creamery and I'm getting a scoop of something where I stop before I'm probably going to get what I'm going to get and I realize there's sherbet there. And I'm like, should I? And it's always the last thing that I call out before I get what I get. And it makes sense because when you look at the standings right now, there are five teams above 500 in this league. And they're about the top five teams that you could find some case to talk about them making a title run. The top two probably have a harder, a much stronger case beyond the other three. But those are the five teams. And the sixth seed is the LA Sparks, the first, the top seed sitting under five hundred, Not really in that discussion. And if you talk to even in a fairweather WNBA fan and just read this roster out loud to people, I'm going to come at you with a starting five of Neko, Goomike, Liz, K, Beige Katie, Lou Samuelson, Jordan, Canada, and either Lexi Brand or Britney Sykes, which means Christy Tullover, Cheneo goon and Kennedy Carter coming off the bench, people are expecting a deep run probably out of that crew. And it's just not quite there yet. But maybe give it time. For now, though, it's just your classic Rainbow Sherbert. It I means, like that. I'm not, that's not a knock?
0: That, no, that's a very but, cerebral, like, yeah. well-thought-out. That's a That's a smart pick.
1: I, I'm cerebral and well thought out about very few things, and I suppose one of them is ice cream. <laughs> uh, and that's how it goes. So that's the Sparks. Uh, who would you like to talk next? Let's uh,
0: let's save the best and worst for last, just because we've sort of done that on accident. Let's hit the Seattle. Storm. I had a feeling you were doing that. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. Would be a good one. Seattle Storm. Um, what a weird season for them. They're seventeen and nine. They're one game back, or I guess a half game back from the Connecticut Sun, who we talk a lot about. Um, they're right in the mix with the best teams in the league, and they've been there all season. It's not like they got off to a bad start and suddenly were surprised that they're there. But have we just become desensitized to, you know, Bree Stewart scoring 21 a game, or maybe the the Sue Bird farewell tour is kind of overshadowed what this season means as, as a franchise to them because the Sue Bird story is just so much bigger, but... It's just a weird season for them, and that doesn't mean that yep. they can't win it. They've obviously proven they can compete with the best teams over the last couple of years. um Certainly, this feels like the end of at least this iteration of the team's championship window. who knows what they're going to do in the off season but um this this is kind of a send off not just to sue bird but to this team as it's been constituted through multiple successful years and a few championships so it's just, it feels like a weird finale because they don't necessarily need to dominate or make a run at a ring in order for it to feel complete. And yet they have the capacity to do so. I just don't think they're actually going to do so. Um, for me, the Seattle Storm are Tillamook Fireside S'mores, which is dear to my heart as my favorite flavor that actually was phased out. Um, it was phased out around my birthday a couple years ago. You can still go get it at the Tillamook cheese factory up in Oregon, but, um, they don't send it out to to grocery stores anymore. And that's, that's what it feels like to me. The Seattle team is really good. And at the same time watching them, it feels like a conclusion or almost an epilogue type season where they've won all the things they're going to win. Sue Bird's been recognized for everything she's done. And it's just kind of a, a formal, like, look at how fun it is to watch these players play together. I'm going to include Jewel Wood in that, too, although she's probably going to be there for another year. Um, but eventually, like, this this team, as we know it, is going to break up at the end of the year. And so even though they're good, undeniably good, it's also there is kind of a twinge of sadness because, you know, it's not going to last forever. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, that's where I'm at with them.
1: I like where you went with that, and it's really for those similar notes that what I thought of, what I thought of the storm, and I hope that you catch what I do. It, it's the what I call the classic homemade ice cream, which is that vanilla homemade ice cream that's got that tinge of lemon in it, that, like, okay. lemon homemade yeah. ice cream. Yeah. Because this is the last chance. I'll have to have the take of how refreshing it is to see a team led by three long-standing first picks, yeah, on one roster. That's true. Who have up to this moment stuck it out with this roster? Uh, the three of them together to the tune of two championships. Of course, one of them having four. But it, that's what's interesting about this. In in still being able to watch them play competitively, play together as a unit, seemingly enjoy playing together as you watch them, it's got that taste-like-home feeling. And it's something, that at least for us as fans of this league, for as long as we've been covering it on the show, has been kind of the standard bearer. They've always been there. And so it's like, now we're moving on to life without it, and it's going to be interesting. And that's why it kind of had that feel and that, that flavor to me, Because it's really the last chance we're going to have here. Obviously, one of those ingredients is calling it. There's quite a chance another of those ingredients is on the way out. And I don't know how long that third ingredient is going to be sticking around after next year. So it's, it's really intriguing that we get to have that shot. And then it's just like... It's. All, I'm about to make a very sad analogy, but it's almost just like we always went to grandpa's for homemade ice cream and after this year we're putting grandpa in a home and no one really remembers how to make it. So we're not doing it anymore.
0: I'm really glad we didn't end on this one. <laughs> Jeez. I got really depressed. Um, I thought this was going to be an ice cream episode. Thought
1: so we we're going to have fun. Um, no, but I, I just, you know, it it's kind has of, been a weird fun nostalgia watching Seattle too. Um, with that and it'll be interesting to see if they take it up to any level. Um, I have one team I really want to talk about, but I'm putting that ball in your court, whether or not you want them to go last or second to last. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see how that goes. So we're this is our tenth squad. I gotta see who we got last. So it's them. And then it's ah yes 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 Hey, yeah, let's talk about the phoenix mercury
0: yeah yeah
1: let's please do
0: do you, do you have one
1: I need it if you've got one go for it I'm <sighs> stuck between a couple
0: I think <laughs> this is such a weird take I think the phoenix mercury are Wendy's frosty um, Talk, it, to me. Elite, Talk to me about this. Undeniably, elite has all the all the ingredients you could need, but not in the form that necessarily is going to. <laughs> it's, they're not going to win a championship. They're probably not going to win the playoffs. It's uh, it's. I, I was going to try to work in like a four for four joke in here somewhere, but it all kind of fell apart. I just. I, I wanted to give someone the designation of Frosty and it made the most sense to give it to the Mercury because they're a little melty this season. Not just because they play in Phoenix. A um, little messy. A little smaller cup than you were hoping to get. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just uh, To me, when I get a Wendy's Frosty, I'm happy and then I finish it and I'm a little disappointed. And that's That's basically the Phoenix-Mercury arc this season to me, which is like obviously, all the Brittany Griner stuff uh, aside, because we can't even get into that, uh, and we've we talked about it on prior episodes, we're not ignoring that. But in terms of the team that we've seen on the floor this season, it just it feels like a lost season. It feels like nobody planned dinner, and it's like you know what, we're going to Wendy's on the way home. Let's get through this year. We fired Coach Brondello. We brought in Coach Nygaard. It hasn't been great. We care more about Griner than how this season goes. We're gonna we're gonna grab fast food and we're gonna get home and go to bed.
1: Yeah, I was really hoping you were gonna go longer, because um, <laughs> I'm having a hard time with this.
0: They're a tough. And, one to I, pick and down. I think
1: it it speaks so much to why this team is, you know, because I just. I haven't been able to figure it out. It's just one of those situations where I'm like, I'm trying to find a good one for them. But like, I'm so confused about this team that I I don't, I'm trying to think of like an ice cream that imbues this feeling I have of like, I just don't know what to feel about you. And I don't know what to feel about this ice cream, but it's like, you know, you're always around and I do, you know, I'm trying to say it out loud, hoping that something just like comes in my head. I'm also just looking up a couple uh, items really quick to make this happen. Sorry, everyone. He may cut it by this point because I'm just yelling. Not yelling. That'd be funny, though. Um. Mm. Sorry. I need one second. This is not good. You're not the boss
0: of me now! You're not the boss of me now! (laughs) It's been stuck in my head ever since you said, like, you almost said exactly the words, and I was like, does he know? Like...
1: (laughs) (laughs) That would have been... That would have been really good. Um... Let's see. Uh. all right, i I actually like where I'm going with this, <sighs> because the mercury, as I've just made very known are a very, they're just a confusing team. It's hard to tell from one night to another if the team is good or if they're, and I mean this, not good. I mean, there's not like a lukewarm feeling about them. <laughs> now, some nights, they're really good. They just beat, uh, I believe, uh, they just beat Seattle by like 21, and then they'll have nights where its they, they play quite putridly, and it's hard to tell where I take And I've got to tell you, this is exactly how I feel about English toffee. Because (laughs) I can't, like, I've had scoops of it. That's among the best ice cream I've had.
0: (laughs) I had no idea where you were going. A lot
1: of times, I dig into it and I go, this is pretending to have chocolate in it, and it just makes me want chocolate ice cream. <laughs> and that's kind of how it makes me feel. Any of those, like, like ripple-type things? See, I almost went just plain chocolate chip for that reason, whereas that felt too boring. English toffee is trying to be a very interesting. It's got a lot of swirl in it. It has a unique chocolate with the toffee. But it's, it's so little on converting the flavors sometimes that you never quite catch it, the chocolate being the main one. And that's how I feel about the merchant. They're just at a tough case because – and then it's also not just how I feel, but like how critical can I be, right? And I'm telling you, if someone serves you English toffee, it's an interesting enough ice cream that if someone serves it to you – it's uh, probably, like, their favorite ice cream. So how critical <laughs> can I be of it in front of right. them? The, seems like English, how
0: critical English can I coffee fans are here? the X factor of the ice cream world.
1: Yeah. But it's also, like, you know, this team has, has not only had nights where they haven't played well, there's this constant feeling of unrest of, like, Tina Charles up and left. Is Are we getting rid of Skylar Diggins-Smith? Are there issues there? She's subtweeting at her coach. There's, you know, there's all this stuff going on. We forget that we're not a year removed from them being, like, a huge yeah, powder keg up. in the locker room after the finals. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so there's all this stuff that's like,
0: Well, and I, I think it's good that you gave them a complex flavor because you have a lot of moving pieces here. And they're, they're kind of, in a way, they're kind of the anti-Connecticut Sun. Not, not that they don't yeah. play together as a team, but you've got Tarazi and Skydig and you had Tina Charles and you have a lot of, like, heavy hitting names in that locker room. But instead of turning into a super team that all kind of learned how to live cohesively, it just has never felt that way. Like it's been a good season from Tarazi and it's been a good season. Like on any given night, either Tarazi or Diggin Smith is going for 25 plus, like they're still elite scorers. They're doing their thing, but at no point this season has it felt like Phoenix is a threat to anybody for anything. Yeah. Right, like at no, at, you know they started off two and eight, so you're like, all right, well they're not going to make the playoffs, and now they're twelve and sixteen, eh, maybe probably not. They're I mean, they're in the hunt. They can beat Dallas in that game at the end of the season, maybe slip in, but like they're not going on a run like their finals run last year. Like I don't think anybody really sees that yeah. coming. So, no,
1: I feel you there. So it's it's a confusing thing, but. Um, there's a lot of ways to take it. We, non-surprisingly, are left with the top and bottom seeds, and that was not by any plan. That's just kind of how it came out. Uh, I'm going to let you, it being your pick, determine where we take this last discussion.
0: Um, this well, last I, I want to end on a, maybe a positive note. So this is actually my favorite pick of the day, but I this was the first one I thought of when when we just kind of sprung this on, like, hey, let's do this ice cream graft episode. Indiana Fever is totally breakup ice cream. Um,
1: <laughs> do I know what breakup ice cream is? It's is not it
0: a flavor. Just, you need
1: ice cream just, you had a bad Breakup? It's
0: just breakup ice cream. It's, you're, you love it, but it's making you sad. Like, you're comforting yourself with it because it's something that's supposed to help but it actually hurts because you find yourself at the bottom of a pint of ice cream and you think, this did not make me happy. Um, in a way, they are the Cherry Garcias that still live in my freezer because I can't bring myself to throw them out yet.
1: Son of a... <laughs> a <laughs> I so, so nearly gave this Team Cherry Garcia. <laughs> like,
0: they. Oh, that, that's the Indiana... I, few, I love the Indiana That's favor. one of the
1: few... It's one of the few Ben and Jerry's I can't get through. But anyway.
0: I I love the Indiana Fever. They're on an 11-game losing streak. They are not a good team. That is not a surprise to anyone. Although early season, I do think there was some buzz around this team being fun to watch. I think they've lost that a little bit just by not putting up Ws. But to be fair, the personnel is still legitimately one of my favorite groups in the league. Um, I'm excited to see their off season. I'm excited to see their next year. I think this is the first year fever fans have a reason to be optimistic in the future after a bad season where in the past it was very much just like same old, same old, um, just to name a couple of them by name, queen Egmo. let me start there before getting to like the obvious ones. Um, there's, there's just players on this team that I think are going to be really good. And I hope that the fever can keep a lot of them together. Kelsey Mitchell, always Melissa Smith, Could have been a number one overall pick in a different draft. Queen was great. Danielle Robinson, friend of the show. uh, Dear friend of the show. We love seeing her be successful in any any stretch. Um, Frankly, this this team is just an all-star NCAA team playing in the WNBA right now. Emily Inksler, I want to make sure we give her the shout-out because we're big Inksler Mm -hmm. fans on the show. Destiny Henderson, who, again, has had glimpses this season of, like, Like, heck, yeah, she might be the player of the draft, except Melissa Smith and Ryan Howard were also in the street. This is a good draft. Like, from what we've seen so far, we thought it was going to be one of the weaker classes. I think this class and the next class and the next one are all going to fuel the WNBA for years to come, and a lot of those players are going to come from this team. Um, So I'm excited about that. Uh, Plus, just they've got attitude, finally. They have a little bit of an identity, although that'll come more when they start winning, but... They're just they're playing against athletes. Like, I mean, bird has got four championships and five gold medals, and she's not even the best player on the Seattle Storm. The fever cannot hang in a league full of players like that right now because they've got a bunch of 22 year olds who haven't played at this level yet. <laughs> but they will. Yeah. But for now, it's just it's just kind of a thought of like what could be. And that's why they break breakup ice cream. Is because I'm it's- sad because Things aren't going great for them right now. But the thought of what could comforting be. comforting yeah, comforting that there yeah. appears to
1: be some effort. Like, there's th- th- some investment into that you, you, could even, you could read deeper into this.
0: Yeah, you could read deeper into this and say that maybe the divorce from Tamika Catchings in the front office, as much as it probably sucked, probably needed to happen to move forward and get to the next chapter.
1: Unfortunately, the best thing that may have happened, yeah. But it's going to take a minute. We just don't know. And, you know, when this all started, I was ready to just be that guy and just give them, like, French vanilla. That's not quite it. I don't think that quite speaks to them. This is the most disappointed I've been in a team just because I still think they can perform better than they have been. I mean, they're already out of the playoff run, and that's really frustrating. Because they had a a quick stretch of games early on where it seemed like they might be pretty competitive. They might be able to pull some cool stuff together. And it felt like they were really trying something and it didn't work. We thought we had something interesting but do you know what we had all along? We were sitting in front of a scoop of black licorice ice cream. (laughs) No. And this is a trendy ice cream. We've seen it around. And, And it's you want to credit them for doing something. But it's just not quite working. Maybe they'll find a better flavor profile next year. But you know that Bob's moment with Jimmy Pesto when he tries to try his burger for the first time? Uh (laughs) He's like, oh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's not not good. (laughs) It's not good. Like, that, in a way, is how the season went quickly for the fever. Because it really felt like they had some pieces to turn it around. And there are some frustrating things that turned this into black licorice ice cream. I felt like there were some youngins that could have been invested a little harder. Henny probably being the main one. Sure. And and just finding kind of a direction. But I'm going to give it to them for trying something. Now, this very much is a flavor profile that was given to them via Mary and Stanley. They're going to be moving on from that in full force yes. next year. And they have a chance to kind of really turn those pieces around into yes. something more interesting. Yeah, they've, they've made and I'm excited decisions. to see where that that goes. I just... Uh, I, I just, it's frustrating. It's, this is the most disappointed of it because I thought they had something to turn around and they were a little under that. And that's where yeah, I, liquor. now, I unfortunately yeah. a certain Kyle Haywood is listening to this and going like, heck yeah. So stoked. Let's try some black licorice ice cream. This is the math of a 90 year old. But, um, the, you know, it, it just, I think universally it, it's not quite working. But it's like they tried something different, they tried something unique, and I gotta give them credit for that. And I gotta feel like they're on the road for yeah, it to pay off eventually.
0: It takes guts to move on from your all-time best player being in the front office and to fire your coach midseason in a year where you knew you probably weren't gonna be very talented and win a lot of games. And they made <laughs> they they looked at themselves, asked, Are we happy? The answer was no, and they changed something. I'm happy for them.
1: Yeah. I'm gonna give that to them. Let's let's move forward. Uh, we're going to finish this up, of course, with your defending champion and top-rigged Chicago Sky. Chicago. I'm going this because this this plays off of uh take you already had where you handed the Liberty Mint Chocolate Chip, and he talked about how there was a certain piece missing. And guess what? The Chicago Sky are Grasshopper Ice
0: Cream. Yes. Oh, my yes. gosh,
1: yes. Such a good they, they were the team... They were the team sitting in that mint chocolate chip limbo for long. Keep in mind, I'll say this out. Loud. Mint chocolate chip, perfectly done, my favorite ice cream. As far as like ice cream flavors at their apex, any flavor at their best, mint chocolate chip will be my favorite. Because when it's very good, there's nothing better. I've had a lot of mint chips, they're not good. Here's the thing. They were sitting in that limbo for a while. And whether it was just Candace herself or the onslaught of all the changes that came with Candace Parker signing. That's what added that cookie to the mix, and this team had figured it out. And it almost feels like this last stretch of games, or last several games, I mean, that won six in a row and, and were good before then, is them pretty much out loud saying, like, we know who we are. And they used this All Star break to almost, a lot of times you come out of All Star Break Rusty, it almost feels like they used that to bolster themselves more. First of all, It was a hosting, you know, it was at home where they got to host things. They basically took over uh, one of the All Star nights with Quigley dropping a 30 spot in the three point contest and Candace becoming her own meme. And it just feels like that energy is going to, is there and it's reinvigorating itself. And it's almost like someone just like held up a cookie and said, Did we forget? that we've perfected the formula. Why don't we just play like we're supposed to play? Yeah. And and they figured it out. They, they have those pieces in play. Um, the difference, you know, the one different thing I could say between them and Vegas right now, and this isn't just based off the last 10 games, Vegas has been extremely good, has made an argument for being the best team in the league. And I look at Chicago and I just go, at the end of the day, the team that I could put three games past last in a series of five is the Chicago Sky. Yeah. It's all there for them. And, you know, me Simon's figuring out how to play with this squad again. Like it's just becoming a problem. And when you called out that man, chocolate chip, I knew exactly where I was taking Chicago because that's where it sits right now. So they're great. Yeah.
0: No, that's a great call. I, I agree with everything you said. I agree with your choice of flavor. I was kind of thinking the same thing um when it comes to i mentioned earlier during the vegas segment like i would probably bet on them above anyone else a lot of that is because i get kind of obsessed with the idea that asia wilson feels like someone who's gonna have a ring eventually like it feels inevitable but then i look at chicago's roster and i just think to myself candace parker's not done winning rings i would i wouldn't bet against her either uh, <laughs> Candace literally
1: said as much too
0: yeah like Cand- candace parker's like at any given point, she could be the best offensive and defensive player on the floor, and you just never find that in basketball. And Chicago seems dead set on winning another one and running it back. And I don't necessarily know if Vegas has what it takes to stand in their way, or Connecticut, or Seattle, for that matter. So um, instead of giving you another flavor, because I'm in total agreement, I'm going to share two extremely quick ice cream Stephen Logan stories. The first is we used to work together at a job where I was a salesman and Steve was actually my account manager and I was such a poor salesman. I was not fit for that job. And on days that would get really it difficult... It was a bit of a
1: raw deal. Things
0: were unlucky, but I just also was not good at it. Um, and on days that things went really bad, Steve and I would take a lunch break where we would walk a couple blocks away to Far's Ice Cream. And we would just sit and chat pretty much about the, the sort of stuff that you hear us chat about on the show. Um, and I would eat grasshopper ice cream from Far's because they had... A really good version of it, <laughs> and that's what I associate grasshopper yeah. ice cream with now. The other uh, ice cream story—I
1: I know the other—I think I, I hope. Well,
0: you you good. should share it then because it's from. Was it when we were at the uh, WWE event?
1: Was it there or the jazz game? It was that it was or the jazz those, game.
0: We were at we were at Viv. Yeah,
1: yeah, we were standing in line at I want to say the Iceberg line for Iceberg shakes, and I ordered a grasshopper shake. Because yeah, it's it's great. It's great flavor. (laughs) And then turned around to a child. I kid you not, mortified, (laughs) mortified. Eyes at like huge face. In the living hell is a grasshopper (laughs) shake. And I felt like I didn't say anything. I think like his dad was with him, and he tried to explain it. But like. Oh gosh, that kid said he said so lucky He's he was he I was scarred. Out of my way to be like, oh, this is like a local thing. Have you not heard about this? Yeah, grasshoppers really <laughs> was, good with ice cream. Was,
0: like he wasn't just like offended at the idea of it. He was like worried for Steve. He's like, why?
1: As if, <laughs> as if he. It almost the look on his face looked like it was like an initiation. Like you're standing line. Everyone must eat the grasshopper shake, and and that's how you're like inducted into whatever. <laughs> and, and like. It was, I re- I'll never forget that face of, like, pure fear. Because if you don't know what it is at all, and you've never heard of it, I don't know how you, like, It's how not, you piece together, yeah, oh, it's, that's myth. It's, it's, like,
0: it's not a leap that a child's brain would make, like, oh, I, it's probably this. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Henry probably would have that same thing of being like, what are you doing? Like, Gosh, that was the
0: funniest like, thing I've ever I, seen.
1: I To be a fly on a wall the day that child learned about Tiger's blood. <laughs> like, <laughs> what about uh, the best day? I just, I'll, I'm so glad you brought that up. Because I, anytime I'm anywhere near like Grasshopper Flavor Day, I do think of that moment. I just,
0: I remember, face. yeah, I remember turning around and the look on his face just said, this is shocking. <laughs> this is, this is like, horrible. Like, so. Death
1: is okay in public.
0: Here, I'm, I'm like, glad you remember that as sir, well. I can see you. That's an all-time oh, gosh, uh, grasshopper it. ice cream memory for, for Logan Steve.
1: Yes, that is. I'm glad you brought that up. So there you have it. There's our ice cream takes for all teams, and we encourage you to get over on Twitter at Pod or Facebook or email us if you want to. Don't mail us normally. You can't have our addresses. Please don't look them up. Um, but let us know. What takes you have, what ice you know, ice cream, which ones we got wrong, which ones we got right, how you feel, all the good stuff, have some fun with that. And just general thoughts, questions and takes when it comes to the remainder of the season. We're hitting the hot period and there's a lot of stories to be told. But anything Logan, you you have for the audience for all day.
0: Uh, nothing. I just appreciate this discussion allowing me the time to cool off for a little while before we re-enter summer days here. Obviously we will have more episodes coming at you real soon. We're going to get Kyle back next week. We're going to get Jason internet someday. Um, it's it's going to be great. <laughs> we should have the full crew here for the, the homestretch
1: yeah we're, we'll be back to dorm before long I'll be recording from a different house but we'll see how that goes but uh, yeah that's that's really everything we hope you enjoy the fun take on the halfway or you know the last stretch one third point of the season maybe whatever this point of the season uh, and talk a little bit of ice cream we hope you're staying cool staying healthy and staying happy wherever you are uh, we've got a lot of exciting stuff to have for seasons end. but until then thank you for listening to the show I'm Steve Schwartzman
0: I'm Logan Jones
1: and we got you next time what <laughs> do